Sometimes people talk about feeling tempted as if it is something that means that they're doing something wrong. If they feel tempted, then something's going wrong. It's like we assume that ordinarily, if we're doing good enough with prayer and with fasting, with with almsgiving, with the whole spiritual life, then we should not expect to experience anything difficult, any kind of trial, any kind of temptation whatsoever. And this, this kind of assumption can cause a lot of confusion and frustration for people when real temptations really do come along. If that's you, if you think that temptation itself is sinful or is proof of something gone wrong, well then, this weekend's gospel is for you. Because there we find even the sinless, perfect, beloved Son of God, Jesus, truly tempted by the devil. We hear that after his baptism, the Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. And we get more details in the other Gospels. Mark is very action-packed and just kind of gives us the overview here. And this is not a charade. It's not a game. Jesus is really being tempted here. So from that, I think we can safely assume that temptation is a normal thing to experience. We're not alone. It happened to Jesus. How can we expect it not to happen to us? In fact, if you have never felt tempted, then I think that you should be worried. Just listen to these words from St. John Vianney, patron saint of, of parish priests. He says, the greatest of all evils is to not be tempted. The greatest of all evils is to not be tempted because then there are grounds for believing that the devil looks upon us as his property. That is probably one of the most striking, most jarring statements I've ever heard from one of the greatest confessors of our church's history. He has heard it all. He heard so many sins in that little confessional in Ars, France, and yet he says that the greatest evil is to not be tempted. Why would St. John Vianney say something like that? Well, because if we're not being tempted, if we're feeling pretty comfortable and never seem to struggle against any real faults or failings in our hearts, then maybe the devil is quite happy with where we're at. Maybe he's just fine with our current spiritual maturity and our ultimate trajectory. When all is peaceful, all is quiet and going according to plan, if everything seems more or less agreeable and nothing seems to be out of alignment, well then, John Vianney says, beware. The absence of temptation might actually be proof that you're headed down the wrong road to the road to eternal separation from the Father who loves us and doesn't want us to be separated from him. C.S. Lewis describes this perfectly when he warns, indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts, you might add, without any kind of real temptations or trials. Now, to be sure, 
if you are feeling really, really tempted, it could also be your own fault. It could be that you have been putting yourself in what is classically called the near occasion of sin. That is when we skirt with sin and try to push the envelope as far as we can. And when we do that, we deliberately invite temptation into our hearts. For example, I like buying stuff off of Amazon that I do not need. So that is a weakness of mine. And when I deliberately go onto Amazon.com and look at all of the cool Catholic books that are not currently sitting unread on my bookshelf, then it shouldn't really surprise me when I start to feel really, really tempted to spend all of my money on stuff that I don't need. Maybe this is your experience too. If you know there's a TV show that leads you to think about things that you shouldn't be thinking about, then it's, then it's no use saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm being tempted after watching that TV show. But if we are truly striving to avoid all of those people, places, and things that we know lead us away from our loving God, and we still happen to feel tempted, then I would say, be not afraid. That is a normal part of the spiritual life. Remember that even Jesus was tempted in the desert, and he triumphed. He said in all freedom and love, no thanks, I prefer God, I prefer heaven, I prefer peace, I prefer goodness. His will is best for me. The peace that Jesus offers us is not freedom from temptation, but victory over temptation. There's no use trying to eliminate temptation from your life. The presence of temptation might even be a good thing, a good sign that the devil hates what you are doing. The devil hates when you pray, so he will tempt you with Netflix and with snacking. The devil hates when you love your family or your neighbors, so he will tempt you to laziness and self-centered pursuits. The devil hates when you have faith that is living, so he will tempt you to despair about the world, about politics, about your family matters, about people that have fallen away from the faith that seem hopeless. The devil hates when you share your faith, so he will tempt you to think that it's a complete waste of time. The greatest temptation you are facing right now might actually be a signpost that says, keep going, don't give up, God is with you. Remember that Jesus was tempted too, yet without sin. I know we'd all rather not have to deal with temptations, I know I would, but the book Imitation of Christ, which is a famous, famous spiritual book, goes so far as to say that, quote, temptations though troublesome and severe, are often useful to a man, for in them he is humbled, purified, and instructed. So this Lent, I pray we are all humbled, purified, and instructed. Let's boldly face down temptations with Jesus. Fortify yourselves. Gird your loins. Don't be afraid of the devil's dumb tricks and suggestions. Ignore them. They are trials permitted by God who says to you, yes, fight those evil thoughts, claim virtue, claim the freedom that I died to make possible for you. With me, you can do this. Don't fret. Don't be afraid. My victory is assured.